0: back to the Mega Bros Podcast. I'm Donnie. And I'm Danny. And Danny, uh, you know what? It's It's been kind of a crazy week, kind of a crazy month. Uh, you could say it's been a crazy year if you want, but the point is there's been a lot going on and, you know, not all of it's really been enough for its own episode. So today we're going to do yet another set of loose balls.
1: Oh, everyone loves loose balls. Everyone <laughs> loves them <laughs> balls loose. <laughs> That's how they should be, let's be honest. Just flying free in the breeze. Yep. Amen to that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, so much going on these days. I I feel like the biggest thing that you and I have have mentioned recently is the the re-release of Wrath of the Lich King on WoW Classic. And I gotta say, first of all, I can't believe it actually got here. Like, I I understand why, because, you know, that's literally the most money-making time in Blizzard's history. But I cannot believe that this many people really just got that much out of just going back to Classic WoW and then Burning Crusade.
1: Yeah, it's one, it's one of those things that, like, when they when they started, um, like, classic Vanilla, you thought, like, well, okay, well, the obvious progression is, you know, Vanilla BC Wrath. But I I, I didn't expect it. I kind of thought that Vanilla would be just, like, a cute little one-off, and, and people had fun with it, and they're like, you know what? Nostalgia's great, but this game deserved to be left in the past. But no, that's not what happened at all. I mean,
0: yeah, Original WoW came out in, what, 2004? Like... In, in 2004, the Patriots had only won two Super Bowls. Uh, it was an entirely different world.
1: <laughs> right. No, Most people didn't even know Tom Brady. Well, they all knew. I mean, a lot of people knew Tom Brady. Not everybody knew Tom Brady, though. That's they didn't the, know he was the GOAT yet. We knew it. Yeah. but they No, didn't. we we knew from day one.
0: Right. We knew from Super Bowl 36 onward. And everything that's happened since
1: then has proven us right.
0: I mean, yes. I mean, I so, you know, and as, as we talked about, you know, Tom Brady and Giselle have, have hired divorce lawyers, which... We'll get into more and in, later on in, in loose balls here, but I mean, back to Well WoW Classic, which yes, is yes. the original topic here. <laughs> I mean, what what is, you, you've been playing it a lot more than I, I have. I mean, I'm going to be honest here. Like, I I did try to check out you know the Rat Era kind of stuff, and I, it just. Like for for me, like that kind of that kind of game just no longer tickles my pickle. But what is it that's that's bringing people back? Like what what is it about the game that just really clicks with people these days?
1: So for me, and I I think we have discussed it uh, on episodes before. I do think Wrath was sort of like the golden age of WoW. I thought it's really where they brought it all together, and um, it's kind of the zenith of the game, right? So. I did try, you know, Classic uh, classic Vanilla and Classic BC, and I did the same thing in each of them. I, I started a character, I got to about level 40, and I said, this is kind of shit. Um, and one thing I think they did great on Rath that I took advantage of was they had fresh start servers, which basically are servers that you can't boost on, you can't transfer to, everyone starts at level zero, so it's a brand new spun-up server, but you got a 50% XP boost, and that helped immensely. Uh, and and from my point of view, I picked a, a different class entirely. Uh, the first couple times I tried to live, relive that Warlock uh, lifestyle, but I think picking a different class, having that buff, and just the polish of Wrath, which, you know, at the time was pretty polished, um, I, I think this is probably the sweet spot for them. I think this is one that I think is going to do pretty good. I mean, I got to know, what, what class did you pick? I am a Resto Shaman. Good God, yeah,
0: that's like the opposite of Warlock.
1: Yeah, I, I, I wanted to try something different, but I want to try a class that, if I'm playing by myself, I can get into groups. I'm not a tank. I can't yeah, do Resto it. Yeah, Resto
0: Shaman is the is the one then. Yeah, that's the that's
1: yep. it. I figured that would uh, that would that would get me into a lot of places. So I uh, went with that. Yeah, you're not exactly fighting with anyone for male
0: caster gear that with that either. So
1: yeah, and and I've had a lot of fun. Um, now I think one thing that Classic Wrath is going up against that might hurt this particular. Um, this particular launch is Dragonflight coming up. Um, I have a bad feeling that a lot of people are probably gonna go from Classic to Dragonflight when it comes out. Well, that remains to be seen. Um, but for so far, so good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm doing.
0: Yeah, I, I mean that that is a good point. You know, like, are people really going to abandon Classic on mass for for Dragonflight? I mean, that's I, I do wonder that personally. I, like for for me like i, I also kind of wonder though like you know are the people who are playing classic even the people who would appreciate dragonflight let alone any other expansion
1: yeah to, to be honest i'm not sure that so <laughs> i say that now i don't think that dragonflight's gonna take up most of my time um i think i would probably check it out just where i'm on you know wow so like let's not fight it totally but I, right now my heart's in wrath and, and if you know put a gun to my head that's what i'm picking um But I, I, I will be curious. I mean, if if all the servers die and, and they don't combine them, then I think you know what else. What else do you have?
0: Yeah, I think that's. I think that's a really interesting thing for Blizzard right now. I mean, we've talked before about how well kind of crashed and burned there for a little while. I, you know, feel go, feel free to go back and listen to the other five podcasts we just did about that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know i mean you, you talk about like dragonflight versus classic and is that going to split the base so to speak and you know if there's one thing we know about mmos and especially the way that wow is you know drawn up like that when you like you have to keep those servers populated or the game doesn't run the way that it should you know if there's not enough people then there's not enough play so i i i'm i'm curious about that i've been kind of like following things behind the scenes i know you know i know i've i've had a I've had dispatches from the front with you know everything you've kept me updated on, but I'm curious to see how that goes. I I still don't really know that I'm that I'm willing to get back into it. You know I'm I I I told you this you know off the air so to speak, but like I'm I'm still still a little hesitant to give Blizzard any any more of my money after a lot of the things that have happened. But I it's it's an interesting time to be a WoW player for sure.
1: Yeah, I I'll be curious where it goes. uh, But for now, I'm having fun. Nice, nice. Oh, I mean, we talked a whole lot about
0: football last week, and then, uh, you know, you, you talk about loose balls, and that's really where this comes from, but I, it it sounds like Brady and his and his wife, you know, excuse me, Giselle and her husband, <laughs> and as most of the world knows them,
1: <laughs> Yeah, weirdly. Uh, have
0: hired divorce lawyers, and she's been seen without her wedding ring, so uh, that kind of sucks.
1: Yeah, um, that kind of came out of nowhere a little bit. I mean, there was always those stories that, and not really even stories. I mean, it, I think Giselle was pretty upfront about it that she wanted Brady to retire and wanted him to leave football. Um, you had to imagine at some point there was going to be some kind of ultimatum for him. I mean, it, 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 he just kept going.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, look, married couples don't give each other ultimatums. You work with each other and find a solution here. But truth is, when one of you is a hopeless football addict, then, <laughs> you know, there, there's there's going to need to be some boundaries set up there um i so and and, yeah what he unretired after what like a a couple of weeks this this It
1: lasted a month it felt like
0: (laughs) yeah uh, and and it's one of those things where you know tom brady might actually be a psychopath you know I and you know a lot of people want to compare him to michael jordan i really do think he might be in that same level of insanity in terms of you know actual human interaction where he's just not capable of it um
1: yeah, I don't. I don't think the man can live without football. I. I think it's like he. He retired. He thought about it. And he like you know saw things going down. He's like nope. This nope. Not doing it.
0: And I don't. And I don't know. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and act like I've watched every snap of Tampa Bay Buccaneers football this year because I haven't. Because mm-hmm. fuck the Bucs. Yep. But you know, I mean, honestly, anything from Florida. But, right. <laughs> you know, it, 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 he has not looked great from what I've seen. Like I, I have. I, I haven't really seen anything that makes me think. Oh my god, that's Tom fucking Brady down there
1: yeah it's it's a weird it's a weird season for them too and then if if you you know factor in like the like the stories that he didn't like bruce arian so he wanted to retire to get traded and you know the bucks are calling his bluff and saying no we're not going to trade you can retire so like is his heart even in it and and then you add on like the relationship problem and the divorce and all his receivers like being on ir i mean it it, i wouldn't blame him if he wasn't putting 100 percent effort in
0: yeah, I mean, there, there'd be a lot of reasons not to. But at the, at the same time, he might not also have, you know, 100% left in him at this point. You know, he is, what, 43, 44?
1: <laughs> you keep forgetting that he's aging.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, he is actually getting older. You know, he has been in the league since before nine eleven.
1: Oh, damn. Yeah, it's... I mean, you you, you figured out how to catch up to him eventually. And he always talks about playing the 45. So that's that's always been, like, for me, what I expect him to get to. And I, I expected him to stupidly probably play at that level until 45 I mean if if anyone can do it it's him
0: oh yeah absolutely it's just I, I'm not sure that anyone can do it I think no, I, I don't. Think <laughs> I so. think we um, are finally seeing the cracks in that particular set of armor
1: yeah I and even if he wanted to play going forward I mean now, now you're looking at what Brady at age 44 and 45 I don't know I some some people are, are worth taking a risk on maybe but I just I'm not I don't want a 45 year old player in any professional sport
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that. Oh, uh, maybe Bill did the right thing by letting him go, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> eventually, that's catching up to you.
0: <laughs> yeah, at, at at some point, at some point, maybe.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh man, what else, what else is going on in sports these days? I got a I got some Bruins takes as as normal as always. I, I'm sure these will be completely reasonable and measured. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they will be. <laughs> so I I think I've bitched about the coach and the team recently. Um, so where I'm kind of at right now. Is I don't I, I'm finding it hard to get excited for the season because I think all they've done so far is brought back Krejci and and talk Bergeron out of retirement, which I I liked them when they were younger. I just think now this team's too old. I think um, they have nothing in the pipeline at all. I I think their um, their minor league is is barren. I think a lot of their players that they took in the first round in the last couple of years are not panning out um and i just they're they're up against the cap i mean there's a lot of things that i i'm just not excited about the team going forward and it's starting to affect how i feel about the which is really pissing me off and that's at least what i'm driving off of now (laughs) i mean yeah it does it does seem like they've
0: I don't know. Maybe maybe I don't know a whole lot about hockey. Like, So, you know, if I'm getting anything wrong, just tell me I'm fat and stupid. Oh, I will but, anyways. Oh, I know I know you will. But save, <laughs> save it for when I actually say something wrong. Okay. Because it never happens. Uh, but awesome. it does seem like the Bruins have really tried to kind of, you know, like t- you go for that one more year and, you know, run it back approach and never quite overhaul anything, but also never put themselves in a the position to get enough assets to really, like, stack the team for a title run. Like, they've had years where they've kind of you know, work themselves into being like a, a top-ish team. But, you know, at no point would you ever say, oh, my God, the Bruins might win this, might win the cup this year.
1: Yeah, and you, you nailed it. And what is even more frustrating is, so last year they were in eighth seed. You could say they snuck in and just barely make it. Um, the difference between eight and nine was 30 points. So they didn't sneak anywhere. And to get any worse than that is just not, they would have had to sell off everyone. Like, they, they're not going to suck that bad. So they're going to be in the same spot again. They're going to be a playoff team. They're not going to have a chance to win it. So you didn't get a good draft pick because you didn't suck. You're not going to win the cup because you kind of suck. And you're just going to keep doing this purgatory thing. So that, that's kind of where I feel like they are right now. Yeah, and
0: I mean, I think at this point we all understand how modern sports team building works. You know, you, you either you tank to try to get the, the talented young guys for cheap contracts or you push your chips to the table and go for the title. You know, anything in between is, like you said, it's in that purgatory zone. And I, I think, I, mean, mm-hmm. I was just going to say, I, I feel like the Bruins have not gotten appreciably better since the year they won the Cup, which was what, oh9 2011. Oh,
1: 2011, okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, yep. that, enti- that entire section of my life is hazy anyway. But Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, they, they really haven't. I mean, they've, they've been a solid team, and, you know, we can look back at the, that era of the Bruins and say, like, Did they underachieve? Yes, but they won a cup and they were, you know, always tops amongst amongst the other teams. I think, and, and it would have taken big, you know, a big ball sack to do it. But I think last year was the year where they very critically could looked at the team and said, maybe we see what we can get for Patrice Bergeron. And I love the guy. He's my favorite Bruin of all time. But I just think a team that's trying to make a run is going to pay big for someone like that. I mean, he won a cup. He's one of the better two way centers in the league so I think that was a time to kind of sell off, and they didn't. So now now you really can't sell off because there's nothing but behind him. So you, you do what you said. You you say, we'll bring it back for one more year and see what happens.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, they've been bringing this crew back for the last 10 years, it feels like.
1: You know, and
0: and again, like, there's been no, like, there's been no appreciable improvement. And you could definitely say there's been plenty of times they they downright got worse. <laughs>
1: Right. And then, and then that's the other part of it, too, where they fall in love with their players because, like, it, not to cross sports, but if you look at the Rams and you say, we're just going to run it back. Well, yeah, that makes sense. They just won, a cup. They just won the Super Bowl. The, the Bruins had lost the Cup Finals twice, haven't really shown that they can be a, one of the best teams. And they're like, you know what? We're going to run it back. We're just going to add little pieces here and there. And like, no, you, they needed a, a more critical approach, and I don't think they are. And I think someone like Cam Neely is just gonna keep, keep the steady hand, get in the playoffs, win around, save his job, and they'll never get better. They'll never get worse. And I, that's, I, I'm, I'm praying we're not heading for that. No,
0: they, they need someone with a scrotum in there making the decisions and saying, no, we need to actually blow it up, be bad for
1: a year, but put ourselves in a position to be great the year after. Right. And it's, it would suck for that year. I would hate watching them lose. But if, if they drafted right and they got some good players and built it up again, I, I just think you're better in the long, the long run. Yeah, I mean, again,
0: this is modern professional sports. We all know exactly what this entails. We all know that sometimes you have to tank. And nobody's saying that you, you know, objectively lose games, but if you don't put yourself in the best position to win them, that's kind of the same thing.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Yeah. Actually, you know, that kind of reminds me here. I mean, like, you know, speaking of drafts and young players and tanking, kind of, Patriots rookies.
1: Patriots rookies.
0: You know, I know that you have been how, how how should i say this less than thrilled with the pick of cole strange at guard for this year in the first round
1: i didn't love it you're right <laughs> uh,
0: it, yes i believe i believe that's a charitable way to put it he has been absolutely mauling guys all year like he, he is he looks like a professional starting left guard in the league
1: yeah and i i can't deny that any longer <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I mean, like I, I'm, I'm still. I'll give, I will give you the point that you know is a guard the thing you needed in the first round this year. I'm not exactly sure that it was. I think we could probably say a tackle because, dear God, Isaiah Wynn looks like he couldn't play JV Pop Warner at this point. Human turnstile. Yeah, just I, I mean, just a, a friggin' penalty machine too. Mark. Oh yeah, I hate it. Mark, it. Like Marcus Cannon, for God's sakes. No, that that should tell you all you need to know. But you know what? I'm actually fine with that because with Von Miller being in Buffalo this year, it's a good thing we brought his dad back.
1: <laughs> we needed the antidote. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: there, look, there's a lot of things Von Miller does well, but play against Marcus Cannon is not one of them. That's
1: so funny. <laughs>
0: oh man, but you know, and then you look at, I mean, this this most recent game against the Packers, which they were, it, that was a hell of an effort to to take them all the way to the end of overtime. But you look at Jack Jones, you know, taking that pick six to the house. You look at Marcus Jones putting up returns for like, twenty. Well, he was averaging what, like 25 yards all day? He, he was
1: returning all day,
0: yeah. You good. can't fucking do that in the NFL This in this no. day and age. <laughs> they got, you know, they got a couple of guys on special teams too that are that are holding their own. And then you got uh, Tyquan Thornton is back at practice this week already. I mean, this this bill might have actually gotten his drafts in
1: order again. Yeah, and it, I mean, what a, what a good time to nail it too. I think, you know, they're, they're still in such a weird spot and, and – Maybe we'll talk about it more in a different episode, but the the Lions game this week um, is huge. Uh, they they cannot lose to Detroit. They cannot. That's a that's a franchise ruiner.
0: Yeah, I mean Detroit is obviously a much better team this year. They've got the number one scoring offense in the NFL. Which I mean, if you ever thought that Jared Goff and number one offense were going to be in the same sentence again, um, you know what? You've earned it.
1: Yeah, yeah. But stand up and take a bow.
0: <laughs> Yeah, good good for you. But I I think you're on a drugs. Like, it, so, yeah. but I mean, the Lions defense is, I, I i mean, there's Swiss cheese and then there's, you know, kind of a, like a, a thought experiment of Swiss cheese. Oh, that, no thanks. That's about the closest thing you could put to the Lions defense right now, which yeah, is funny I because, I mean, I watched Hard Knocks just like everyone else and thought, oh man, these guys are actually kind of nasty. But, uh,
1: <laughs> um. That didn't really translate well to the football field. <laughs> no, no, these, they went from Lions to kittens. <laughs> just little kittens yep. just meow. <laughs> you should you should stand up in front of their linebackers and tell them that <laughs> yes I, I oh
0: absolutely I will like you know with uh, <laughs> just with a, with a couple of thousand miles between
1: us <laughs> yeah that, that, that would end so well for you and some TVs <laughs>
0: <laughs> no but I mean I, this this game against Lions I think you're right like they need to win it to stay in it this year they're not out of the playoff race yet they're only one in three you know and you look like the only like really like damaging losses I mean Losing to Baltimore, not not really that insane. Miami seems to be good this year, but I I don't know, man. I, can you take Miami seriously? Because I, I can't.
1: No, I I can't yet. I mean, I I think you can you can be a, a flash in the beginning of the season when people don't take you seriously, but like I don't know if if they get to like five and zero, right? Our team's gonna look at them as the Dolphins, or they're gonna say no, we're gonna give you your first loss, and then and then you start getting your, the team's best. I don't know let's see what they look like in a couple weeks
0: yeah i mean i think i think it's always pretty easy to you know to show up and and be the the new kid on the block and you know oh wow look at the dolphins this year but i mean they did just lose by two scores to the Bengals and you know they did just try to get their starting quarterback killed
1: oh Um, oh yeah that that's true i forgot i forgot about that game um yep they did they did destroy (laughs) two i mean (laughs) which
0: one the one where they let him go back in against the bills to get killed or the one where they sent him out three days later against the Mm. Bengals to get killed which
1: massive concussion am I thinking about? <laughs> so,
0: I mean, right, so I'm trying to think, like, you know, is this really a Brian Flores thing, or does, you know, somebody in Miami's
1: organization want to a dead? Jesus, yeah, that, I mean, I, I don't know. Do you do you want to do the NFL concussion talk?
0: I mean, we might as well, because yeah. Mike McDaniel tried to tell us it was a fucking back injury.
1: Like, oh, it's so, it's the so back stupid. of his head, maybe. Right. Like, <laughs> right, that's the only back that we're going to talk if about. If that's a
0: back injury, then you need to get his head out of his ass.
1: Oh, See, like, what... What really gets me about head injuries in the NFL is like, how seriously should we as the fans take them? Because I don't think the players or the league necessarily want to take them seriously. They just want to say they do.
0: I think, like, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's all like, it's all very much a tightrope type of thing where like every single instance of everything is playing against public opinion. It's not playing against reality because the reality is playing football is a terrible and dangerous game. You should not do it at any point in your life. You know, for a variety of reasons, the severe head trauma is one of them. But another thing being that for most people, bulking yourself up to professional football levels of muscle and mass is a death sentence for your body and joints. You know, I mean, like there's your two biggest things right off the bat. You know, not to mention everything else, including, you know, what I'm assuming is fairly rampant performance enhancing drug use. Like, let's, I mean... If you think every single person in the NFL is all natural, I have multiple bridges in Brooklyn that I would love a buyer. <laughs>
1: there's there's no way in hell, and and in the same in the same token, I'm going to say that I I'd like my players to take the drugs because everyone else is. So like let's you know, e- even the playing field.
0: <laughs> I mean, at this point, I, th- I think you just accept that it is what it is, and if you're stupid enough mm-hmm. to get caught, then you you know you do the time. But if you if you if you were to ever lift that particular rock a little too high, you would not like what you see crawling around under there.
1: Oh, yeah. The, the difference between baseball and bass and football is baseball wants to catch their players. Football does not. They do not want any part of that. Baseball acted like they wanted to catch their players, but I'm mm-hmm. sorry.
0: If you at any point thought Barry Bonds was clean, then, uh, again, really nice bridge. Yeah, yeah, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, so, I mean, you talk about these NFL concussions. And, and you know, like Joe Burrow said on the other, the other day on, on, I think it was Cowherd show, that uh, – You know, they all accept head injuries as just part of, you know, part and parcel of what they do, and and I think that's a fair statement. I think if you're if you're a player, like you have to understand that at some point you could scramble your entire brain, just you know running around and hitting guys. Oh yeah. You know, if you if you haven't figured that out in twenty twenty two, then you know you're not going to figure it out now.
1: And and I think the way if if I could be the uh, NFLPA head. President for like a day and and change the the strategy on this. I I don't think you want to try and I I I don't want to say this the wrong way. You don't want to make lessening or preventing concussions your top priority because you just can't. Let's let's just call it like it is. You can't stop a you know three hundred and fifty pound linebacker from running at full speed into your head. You just can't. No matter how hard you teach it, right? So without uh, turning
0: it into flag football, yeah. And I don't think that's necessarily off the table,
1: you know, but let's go on. so, So what I would just say is I would pressure the NFL to just support these players after they're out. Like, maybe have guaranteed contracts so that players don't feel obligated to play the next week because they could be cut. Like, there's ways that you can protect the players from themselves, but also give them a fighting chance afterwards.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot of different options. I mean, first of all, the fact that they're the the rosters are set at fifty three men for the active roster. I mean, like when the last couple of years they've they've boofed up the practice, the practice squads. You know, I think you can carry up to like ten guys on there now, and that's been tremendous. You've got like actual like players that are moving between those because you know, yeah, like they're they're not guys you, that are going to play every game or, the, you know, they're guys that you don't need every game, but then, you know, somebody gets hurt and now you're on your fourth string quarterback and who the fuck is Garrett Gilbert, but, you know, he's on the team. <laughs>
1: yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so, y- yeah, I mean, I, I, to me, like, you know, the easiest solutions here are, you know, you beef up the roster numbers, you let teams bring guys on and off IR in a much more freewheeling fashion like they've let them do. I, you know, I think those are all good improvements, but, you know, truth be told, I mean, like you, you – You've got to, you've got to pay these guys. You've got to guarantee the contracts. Like you, you, I, I understand that there's a lot of people would lose a lot of money doing that, but you know, I, I gotta be honest with you here. I, 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 they can go ahead and the NFL owners can go ahead and wipe their tears with their bajillions of dollars. You know, because the number one thing you need to remember about sports is, you know, for every person out there who's like, oh, these athletes get paid so much money to play a kid's game, which I mean, yes, they do, but remember that. Any person who has a contract for tens of millions of dollars, or even hundreds of millions of dollars, is getting paid that because it means they're making someone else more than that. Patrick Mahomes got $500 million because the Chiefs expect him to make them more than $500 million over the course of that contract. They didn't just hand him that because they were like, 500 mm, No. These are guys who have made so much money in their lives that they know exactly what they're getting out of these guys. They have people doing the analysis to get every single penny out of these players. And so, yeah, do do football players and basketball players and baseball players and hockey players even make a shitload more money than you, me, and every nurse and doctor you know? Probably. Are, are they fairly compensated? You can still argue they're not. And these things can coexist. So... To me, yeah, I think I'm with you there. Like the NFL players need to get their heads out of their asses and push for guaranteed contracts, like that, because otherwise you're just going to see guys like Tua get their heads lopped off because they have no reason not to play because their own health is not something they can actually reckon with.
1: Right, and and I don't, I don't blame the player. I mean, the the player has been, you know, groom is the wrong word, has been brought up their whole life to I want think to groomed play. Is the right word. Yeah, it might be. It might be like that. They have to play every week, and you have to be tough, and you have to go out there, and they they do it, and they go out all the time, and you just need someone, whether it's a coach, a doctor, their agent, an independent like player, person to say like you might want to have a life after football, and it would help if they had that guaranteed contract because they, you know, they're making a living for their family, and it you don't want to you know, deprive someone of that, whether they're making, you know, billions of dollars like the owners or, you know, not so much that, you know, for the players.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, you mentioned grooming. I think that's a great point. You know, a lot of times we use that with like, you know, people who are in like entertainment, you know, like, you know, actors and singers and models, you know, but athletes, absolutely that applies to, you know. I think the, the difference that people want is that, you know, oh, these guys get themselves into great physical shape and, and, and you know, they get paid all this money to play games. And, I mean, you know, it, by that logic, you know, models get paid all this money to stand there and have pictures taken of them. It sounds mundane, but when you're doing it at this level, the pressure to compete and to perform is enormous. It is unreal. So yes, of course these guys are going to do things that are not otherwise healthy for them. Of course they're going to do performance-enhancing drugs. They're going to push themselves when they shouldn't. They're going to take drugs that they shouldn't in order to get back to where they want to be. You know, I mean, it's not rocket surgery to make these leaps. So if you if the NFL cared, if the NFL wanted to look like it cared, they would do something like that. But I mean,
1: we all know they don't. Right. And and th- that's, to me, that's like the number, well, a bunch of number one things, but <laughs> at the end of the day there are a lot of number one things here <laughs> at the end of the day don't don't piss on my face and call it rain like I, I know you don't like talking to the league i know you don't care about player safety i know you don't care about head head injuries you wouldn't have pushed for games in london you wouldn't have pushed for a 17th game so don't bullshit me on it you don't care and that's fine but how about you compensate them how about you take and a quick google they got 11 billion dollars in revenue last year they can afford to carry some of that over to like a a player pension or whatever they do and take care of these people. They obviously don't want to, and they're just going to hoard their money. So,
0: right? They they could absolutely find ways to make it work. You know, and the the point is is that they have gone out of their way over the last, I mean, hundred years
1: mm-hmm.
0: to make sure that they don't have to. And even exactly. if they have to, they won't.
1: No, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Barf. Once we start talking about rich white guys, it all, it goes off the rails. It it
0: really does snowball from there, and it's like you yeah. know I, I I'm trying not to get political here, but I I mean I swear to God I'm like this close,
1: and <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an easy leap. <laughs> yeah, if if you can't
0: tell where where my spectrum lies, you mm. know, just look a little further left. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I think we've made that pretty clear. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man, I don't know. We got, any, we got anything else hanging around the old ball sack?
1: Well,
0: uh, nothing that jumps
1: out at me. You got anything? Yeah.
0: I'm excited for a new Pokemon coming out.
1: Mm, yeah, Scarlet and Violet. Can talk about
0: that. They showed a new Garafarig uh, evolution, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool."
1: Yeah, i i I like their the regional um, Pokemon differences. I think that's a pretty cool thing of like letting you keep the Pokemon that you grew up and liked or got used to or whatever you want to call it, but then having like a little different spin on it.
0: Yeah, it, it's cool because you know, I mean, and, and also you know, it teaches you like actual like biological mechanics. Obviously, they don't work the same in Pokemon as they do in real life. You know, right. things don't just evolve out of nowhere when exposed to mysterious rocks. Generally, um, not no. That's called radiation poisoning, kids. <laughs> it, it, it's not that way. It's a little different. Yeah, um, <laughs> but you know, I, I, like you know, for instance, I, I have you know a friend from Chernobyl, and you know, he told me he told me that he played Pokemon, and he can count. All of the scientific inaccuracies on one hand, you know, like he he pointed out at least eight of them. Pokemon's not scientifically accurate. (laughs) (laughs) So, but yeah, I I mean, I'm excited for it, and I think like the kind of the cool thing I'm looking to see what they do with it. I mean, have you seen like the new uh, what they they call it, Wiglet? Mm, I don't think so. So it's this like white like tapeworm looking Diglet, but it's Hmm. not a Diglet. It's something that used to be a Diglet, but then it evolved like in that region differently so it's not even like a regional form anymore it's like you know how like you have two different squ- two different groups of squirrels that grow up on different sides of the same mountain, and eventually they're not mm. even the same kind of squirrel anymore yeah. yeah yeah it's like that i think it's called uh oh, what do they call it convergent evolution mm. so I, I just think it's cool that they have stuff like that where they're like yeah this used to be a diglet and now it, it's
1: a wicklet it, it's a pretty cool world building thing because like you don't I guess, like, you don't think of a Pokemon as, like, a, a world, like a giant world in itself. I, you could, I guess, if you want to tie all the games together, but... If but you want to make money. Right, and, and I think they do. <laughs> but something <laughs> something like that is, like, a really cool, just a little... It's not a huge thing, but it... it, it You know, you could see, like, there was not only Pokemon here and now, but there were Pokemon before, and there was a history of it. And the Diglets went this way, and the Wiglets went that way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Diglets and Wiglets. <laughs> Diglets and Wiglets. <laughs> I... I can't wait to explain everything scientific to my kids in terms of diglets and wigglets.
1: But it's gonna, it's going to be the cornerstone of science. <laughs>
0: hey, uh, yeah, my my family is going to learn things from Pokemon,
1: as they should, as they should.
0: As everyone should. Damn it.
1: Damn, I agree. Yep.
0: <laughs> uh, let me see. What's the other thing? Uh, there, I uh, they're re- they're re- releasing Tactics Ogre on the Switch 2, which I'm wicked excited about. I say it's coming out on another to Switch too, but yeah. I I mean. Tactics Ogre is my least favorite one out of all of them, and part of that is because like the it's, it's a tactical RPG, and I just don't get into those quite as much. But at this point, I'm willing to make an exception because it's the first like new Ogre battle game in over ten years, and well, it's the first new one in over twenty. It's actually it's not new; it's a remake. So there hasn't been a new one since like two thousand two, I think. Hmm. So the point is, it's something,
1: and I'm going to play it. I'd say you just could be happy that you're getting Ogre. I, I mean, yeah. It's like if they re-released
0: Ristar, you'd. Yeah, I'm sure you'd be shaking. Oh, your I would.
1: I would come buckets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw that on like Switch Online or something.
1: I wouldn't be surprised at that. I, I've liked. I mm, I have my quarrels with the Nintendo Online everything, but I I think it's pretty cool. that They're giving you like old Genesis and n 64 games. I think I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think I have like
0: the basic plan or whatever, and so
1: you can play like the old like NES and Super mm-hmm. Nintendo
0: games, but you got to pay more for the Genesis. And I was like. Mm. I have an emulator on my computer, so... Right,
1: that's the I'm other part. I'm not gonna. That's the thing, like Nintendo. The Nintendo doesn't quite get there on, on some of their packages. Like, yeah, you'll pay for games that we have released 30 years ago. I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, sometimes.
0: I Like, I, I can't actually sit here and tell you no. But I try not to.
1: Right, right. Well, I mean, it's hard. It can be hard.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I sit there as I just, you know, finish through, you know, Brilliant Diamond, and I'm like, uh, you know, I I, pay, I played this game 15 years ago, but I'll, I'll buy it again.
1: Well, yeah, listen, there's exceptions. We can, we all make those exceptions many yeah. times. <laughs> many, many times, but we're,
0: we're kind of going over on this Loose Balls here, so probably about time to wrap up these balls. I'd say so. I'd say, but, yeah, you, know, you know, with with that, I'm Donnie. And I'm Danny. And this has been a Mega Bros Loose Balls podcast.